Mike Check. Yo, what's good, bro? X, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you loud and clear. Yes, yes, yes. Mike Check went to ladies and gents. This is Amdi Podcast. Um, before I get in depth with my next special guest in the house tonight, I just want to paint a picture real quick, man. Like, you know, I started this podcast to definitely highlight the fellow MCs that I respect, fellow MCs that always showed me respect and love, um, and just just MCs that stand out because coming from a city called Oxnard, California, we are basically one hour up north or about 45 minutes up north from the valley and about one hour up north from LA. But in this journey of MCing and in this music business, especially in the Southern California underground scene, I feel like with all that I've met, right? The hundreds of MCs that I've met and, and crossed paths with, there's going to be two qualities that's going to make an MC stand out to me, right? And it's not just talent, it's also consistency. And that's what this uh, next man represents, talent and consistency. And definitely started this career with a group called the Rhyme Addicts. Um, with that, they definitely made some noise with Snoop, Doggy Style Records, Crooked Eye. And, you know, they've definitely had his experience and he's had his experience touring Europe three times around the world. This MC right here, um, venturing into, into his own solo effort, has done some work and videos and music with Big Twin, Terminology, Prodigal Son, and last but not the least, Rock Marciano, dropping classic albums like Continua Asparare. Man, like, he has his own strand of, of, of cannabis called XP Salamander OG. Um... And as an actor, I respect his acting grind too. He's done some film in the Philippines. Um, classic albums like Nomad's album with Ice Rock, Sincere Leader Part 2 album with Slide Beats, the big Niho Shit Only album, A Godspeed, man. And just, I'm just so proud of this cat because every time I see an underground MC, and I don't even want to use the term underground, just a dope MC period for my cloth succeeding. It's a win for all of us, man. Ladies and gents. Last but not the least, I just want to introduce y'all. Axe P, the motherfucking marksman. What up, dog? Oh, what up, man? What up, bro? How you doing, G? I know I try to make the show a couple other times. Can you hear me? Yo, yo, I can hear you. Yo, you hear me? Ladies and gents, we got Axe P, the marksman. What up, what up? Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? What's good, Marlon? Chilling, man. It's an honor for you to be on the podcast, you know? Thanks thanks for making time, bro. You, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. I know I know. I try to catch the show a couple times, man, you know, try to lock it in. But, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, we're able to get in the same, on the same, uh, you know, same boat and get it popping, man. Hell yeah. No doubt. Yo, X, man. Um, and by the way, ladies and gents, like, like what, what stands out about X2 is uh, with the success and the notoriety, he never got Hollywood on me. Always hit me back. Always like <laughs> he never got Hollywood on me. Just he's always been the same humble cat. And every time I needed to fact check, I can hit X, right? <laughs> Anytime I needed to do a credibility check or a fact check, I hit X. And I would I, I would run into X in my LA shows and always showed love and we always kept in touch yeah, and kept building, man. Mm -hmm. Thanks, dude. So X, I gotta take it back to day one, man. 
So you were born in Gardena, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. But yes, what's sir. right? But you were raised in the A one eight, San Fernando. Yes, sir. I was um, pretty much, uh, you know, born and raised in in Gardena for a few years of my life, and then, uh, you know, and and I'm, I mean, honestly, what I mean by raised over there is because, like, that's where I got my first, you know, the taste of the streets and shit. As I would say, and then and then moving to the valley, I mean, it's not that much different, dog. It's it's just a little bit over the hill, and it has you know the same streets, the same blocks, and um, yeah, man, I, I I consider myself a valley boy, even though my whole family's from Gardena and shit like that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm how, a valley boy out to the T. How did your family migrate to a Gardena? How did that happen? Like, how did mom and dad end up in Gardena? You know, how was that, like, transition like? Yeah, my mom, she's originally <coughs> from here in the valley and shit. So my dad used to come and swoop her up, you know what I'm saying, from the valley when they were dating and shit. And uh, my mom was pretty much, like, best friends with my dad's sister. And, um, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know uh, too much on how they met, but my mom's from the valley you know, long story short, and um, she ended up moving in with, you know, my, uh, ended up moving in with my aunt and my dad, because, you know, my grandma, she's, she, she raised hella kids, bro, like, she was a nanny, but also would, like, take in kids, you know what I mean, who were, like, you know, foster kids, or just, like, out on the street, and, and, you know, help them out, you know, to the point where, if they were on drugs or in gangs or whatever, she looked way beyond that and just helped the individual out, you know what I mean? And, and I guess with, you know, that being said, my mom had a real rough upbringing, bro, and, and she ended up, you know, being a child in my grandmother's care. So she actually calls my mom, she actually calls my dad's mom her mom because she really pretty much taught her a lot bro on how to be a mom you know what I mean and, and you know how to raise kids and everything like that so um, yeah. ended up over there in Gardena and shit and that's how you know that whole shit happened but my grandparents they're originally from uh, Colorado you know my grandmother at least and from my side no from my dad's side they're from Colorado yeah and my grandfather's from El Paso Texas so they met out here in LA, but uh, they just were young, and I guess maybe they had some family members move to California, and um, they were like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna switch it up and head out there." And they ended up young out here, and they met each other, and they started a family, um, you know, on my dad's side. But I don't really know too much on my mom's side because, you know, like I said, she had a really rough upbringing and um she, mm. she you know she didn't um she let me know a lot of the stuff but um a lot of that stuff's really you know really, blurry and then yeah i mean it's it, it's pretty deep you know and i don't think you know i would want to put that business out there like that but it was no it was doubt really, um rough for her but that's how they met man you know what i mean it was it was really childhood um love shit you know what i mean i would say you know just growing up in that same area and, and you know but moving to the valley man that was you know 
after the fact, like I moved to the high desert, which is like Apple Valley. And I'm, I'm, I remember a few years up there, I was like about five to like eight, you know what I mean? Living up there. So it was only like a few years or some shit and, and hella vivid, not too many memories, but uh, moving to the valley for sure where, you know, I, I would end up, um, you know, living in apartment buildings and, and sleeping on, you know, fold out beds, you know, with, you know, my family and shit like that. Like, I remember all that, man. But, you know, my pops was always, you know, a hardworking dude. So, you know, he was always hustling some shit, you know, whether, you know, it was, uh, you know, scrap metal to fucking, you know, handyman to just, he was always hustling shit, you know. And, and you know, my mom was more of like hustling on the streets, you know what I mean? She knew how to flip some shit, you know what I mean? Uh, whether it be weed, whether it be uh, any type of contraband that you can find out on, on the streets, bro. So I I, I kind of got, you know, equal aspects of, of, you know, the hardworking man aspect to this life shit and then also the, uh, you know, the hustle game, you know, early on, bro. Um, you know, living with my moms and, and, and shit like that, you know what I mean? Um, story too, because, you know, uh, my parents weren't together for a long time, bro. I, I can remember them being together maybe up until I was about like six to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like five or six, and, and that's about it, dog. You know what I mean? And, and after that, it's just, you know, different memories from all types yep. of shit. <laughs> Yo, Axe, how old were you when you moved to the Valley? Um, From what I believe and from what I remember, personally, like I said, uh, we were like moving around a lot, bro. Like, hella bouncing around, but... From yeah. what I remember um, from third grade until now, I would say, bro. Third grade you know to now. I mean? no. Yeah, you're like like third or fourth grade, you know what I mean, to now. So that's what, fuck you. That's a lot. It's a long yeah, time. It's like a hell of years, bro. You know what I mean? Um, you got you got sibling sex? Yes, I do, bro. I got an older brother named Dooney, a.k.a. Dooney. That's what we call him. And then I got... Um, a younger sister, Monica, which is, oh. uh, she's like in her uh, early 20s. And then I got two younger fraternal twins, which, um, you know, are a boy and a girl. For real? Yeah, yeah. But they're from a different dad, though. So Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, me and my older yeah. brother, we're from the first marriage. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, man. So, X, what are your first Pretty recollections bad. of... um? Like, well, first of all, like, how was it like growing up getting getting to the Valley in third grade? Like, how was it like growing up in the Valley? Like, elementary years, adolescent years, you know? How were those was, years like? Was it fun? Was it a good family? Was it a good uh, it was, spot to raise a family? It was kind of bad, man. Uh, yeah. You know, it was it was uh, a lot of uh, street shit, dog. Like, yeah, know, heading out into the streets as a kid and, you know, you coming home at late hours and shit, you know what I mean? You find love on the blocks and shit, you know, just having fun as kids. Like, even if you're doing some bad shit, bro, like, you know, throwing rocks at cars or, you know, you know jacking shit, like, <laughs> just, you know, you find, I wouldn't say happiness in it, but you find a way to just cut the time, bro, because, I mean, we didn't have all the shit that all these other kids had, bro, you know? We didn't have our mom, I mean, you know, I was raised by my dad, bro, you know, um, when my parents split, I ended up with my pop, so 
I kind of learned a lot of that shit hella first hand, bro. Like, I had to do a lot of the shit early on, bro. Like, wash clothes, you know, wash dishes, this, like, a lot of responsibility shit, like, early on, you know? And at this point, I don't knock that, you know, for no reason because, you know, it, it, it built who I am, you know? But at that time, I mean, it was, you know, kind of hard, bro. You know, I was, I didn't know where my mom was because I never knew the dispute or I never knew uh, the coming on of the separation. Like, they didn't let us know. It was like, they sent us off to like, you know, a summer camp, you know, one summer and shit. And then I remember coming back and my mom wasn't there. I was like, oh shit, like where my mom's at, you know, like, and you know, my dad, he, he never really explained that one. You know, I, I yeah. learned that later on in my years, but I, dude, I remember just not having my mom, bro, and just like questioning, like, where, where is she? Where is she? You know, like every day, you know, and I don't blame my dad for not letting me know because I'm sure I'm positive he was, you know, having to deal with his own demons and then his own feelings. So he didn't know how to deal with mine. But, bro, I, you know, I used to cry for my mom. Dude, like, you know, just, just, you know, just being a mama's boy too and just not having her there no more. It's like, whoa, you know, so it made me a cold individual, bro, you know, like it. it it definitely led me to situations in life where, where you know, I was I was angry towards, uh, you know, those individuals that, you know, put me through shit. So I was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, my worth is exactly that, you know what I mean? So it, it took a while, man, you know what I'm saying, for me to build, you know, the self-esteem, you know what I mean, and, and the, you know, and then also, um, uh, Growing up with the stutter too, bro. Like you know, I I couldn't even say a sentence, bro. Like you know, growing up, bro, I, I had to go to speech class and hella shit like that. Like I remember that shit, bro. Like you know, growing up, um, you know, kids used to make fun of me and shit. Like oh man, this fool can't even talk. You know, this and that. And then, you don't get it from my family and shit. But now it's like I used a lot of that shit as the fuel to like you know catapult me to. Uh, a lot of the success, you know what I mean? I, I, I shut a lot of shit out, you know what I mean? And just solely focus on what I need to do because at times that's that's all I had, you know what I mean? Was the music. I, I didn't have no money. I didn't have the love. I didn't have the support. I didn't have a lot of the things that I have now in my corner, but I had to make that, you know what I mean? I had to strive for that, you know, my family, uh, you know, my family structure, uh, the way I make money, the, you know, just, just a lot of the things, um, you know what I mean? When that happened growing up and shit like that, and just having a, a lot of just obstacles, you know what I mean? And just having to, you know, figure this shit out, bro, to, you know, make it work for my best friend. <clears throat> you know, that's, that's, that's all I ever knew in this whole life shit was just trying to like make the best out of the situation, you know? And um, I think that's what really led me to where I'm at now, bro. It's just the un- just the hunger to prove every motherfucker wrong, you know. I think that's 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 like the like the sole core of 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 you know my success, bro. Is just having to yo X yo X X. My bad. I don't want to I don't want to cut you off, X. But you sound kind of chopped up. I don't know if this is a reception. Um, yo yo yo. You hear me? Um. Can you talk again? Because you, you still kind of sound chopped up. 
Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? Now, what's good? now you sound clear. You sound clear right now. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off because okay. I, I want to make sure I get you. But go ahead, Doc. So, for, no, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I I, I, I pretty much, uh, you know, having to go through through a lot of that shit, um, you know, being bad and having to go through, you know, the separation, having a stutter, having just, just a lot of shit in my way, you know, I guess. I was just ready for that, you know, that trek, homie. You know what I mean? Hey, man, first of all, I just want to say thanks for uh, for sharing your story. And thank you for being honest. I'm really humbled and, and inspired by your story right now, dog. And um, I just want to let you know, X, that when I hear your music, you know why, you know why I connect so much to it? Um like you're an LMC with bars and metaphors and, and and like you know you you got the technique down right but um i connect your music cuz i hear a lot about poverty and struggle you feel me though doc oh uh, yeah i, I hear yeah. i hear i hear a lot of poverty and struggle in your music and and you're very aware you're very aware of what's happening around you and from an artist to another artist, I really recognize your songwriting skills, dog. So I appreciate that, bro. My my question is like, like, you know, uh, how do I say this? I have pain in my childhood too, right? Yeah. And um, obviously, we we both been through some painful stuff in our childhood. Do you think, as as grown man, do you think you're still writing about some of that pain in your songs now? Oh, sure. do, do you think that's still a fuel like oh, yeah. in, in some ways we're still in pain we're still in yeah pain. yeah for sure for sure right. i mean yeah I, I think you know but i think I, I found a way to have a therapy with it you know because mm. I mean? when i tell this shit bro it's 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 not just for me to you know sound cool or be like oh i, I think you know this will connect with people. It's it's real true shit that I went through. It. It's not if, and if I didn't happen to go through it like directly, then I know somebody that's either went through it or they're going through it. You know what I mean? Like there's no um sugarcoating on like, you know, and 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 if I am telling a story, it's some shit that that I've even heard about or you know what I mean? And and you know, you gotta use different kind of names and shit, you know, sometimes like mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and it's it's just it's just real. Like, uh, and and honestly, bro, I I could look at my childhood as as a you know a means to feel sorry for myself. Like, right. oh, you know, why me or this and that. But dude, like, if I didn't have all that life, right, and all that shit, what the fuck am I gonna talk about? What are people gonna right. connect? With? Like, like, like honestly, bro, like like there's certain artists that I could fuck with. You know that that are on the street shit, but that's where it ends. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to connect with shit. You know what I'm saying? To the point where, if if I went through that, like, I know this motherfucker went through that shit, or, or it's, yeah. it's just the point where I could connect with it. You know, and I think when <laughs> when you jot down a lot of this shit, bro, it is a healing process. You know, yeah. And, mm-hmm. You haven't fully healed because you're always, you know, like I'm always going back to like stories in my head that I feel people would visually see and either be in awe about, like, wow, that shit happened to him, or like, I don't believe it, or 
damn, I went through that. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get some type of action out of these motherfuckers, bro, when they hear that shit. You know what I mean? Because real shit is going to connect. You know, just like you said, it's like, you know, there's a lot of fools that could rap. There's a lot of fools that can see and do all that shit. But it's the ones that could truly connect to the art form and, you know, tell a story yeah. that's really organic, bro. And, and you know, whether you went through it or not, you could have you know feelings towards that situation or you know have a little bit of understanding towards it even if you come from the suburbs like i think that's why a lot of you know the kids from the suburbs they love hip-hop and and you know they love that gutter shit and 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 you know because they hear these fucking stories dog and they're just like wow like you went through that shit and like you know they want to know a lot more like you know in-depth shit because it's it's almost like the thrill to them, you know what I mean? Because it's like uh, from a whole different place. Uh, you know what I mean? They never heard or even seen or, or, or some shit. You know what I mean? Never seen or heard that shit like that. So for them to even hear it, you know, on a record and then visualize it in their head, it just creates that. You know, it's it's like you're writing a book. You know, like you're pulling them into your into your story, dog. And, and at the end of the day, I think as an artist, that's all you want to do is. You know, before you die, is you want to tell your story, you know? No doubt. So, yo, there's just a lot of ground to cover with you, man. Like, so, so, um, what was the first hip hop song that you heard that you were like, oh shit, I want to do that? Shit, bro. I, I what was the I, first song that affected you? Like, oh fuck, I, I, I want to rap. I could honestly say, like, the first shit that, like, I bought on the tape, I memorized it. I played the tape until the shit got fucked up and the shit. Got <laughs> One is Fresh Prince, yes, Savvy Jeff, Summertime. I yes, that yes, shit, yes, like, yes. That shit, like the vibes on that track, <laughs> still kind of just like set the tone for what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Because at the time you had the Easy E's, you had, you know, you know, you, you had N.W.A., you had like the West Coast sound, but. I guess being exposed to like MTV early on and like a lot of that stuff and having the East Coast presence prevalent on all that stuff, that's what I gravitated towards. And like, I guess hearing music and hip hop throughout the years and just applying these different aspects and um, these different, uh, you know, inspirational aspects to what these artists do, but applying it to my own, I think hearing the DJ Jazzy Jeff and the and the and the Fresh Prince joint set the tone for what I was gonna do my whole life because I think yeah. Rock Him wrote that song. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, so yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So so, it, but see, I didn't find that out till years later, which blew my fucking mind. But at the at the same time, I'm like that's why, like it was Rock Him who wrote that shit. That's why I fucking so, love yeah. that shit so much, you know. And like, Yo, yeah, that's Mm-hmm. For, for, uh, Will Smith did an interview about that, and uh, Will and Will Smith denied it. Will Smith yeah. said, mm-hmm. Will Smith said that he that he wrote that, but I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I don't he know. had Rock Kim sitting right next to his ass. If you know that shit, you <laughs> give me our record on that one. But straight but, up, Will, be real, homie. Be but, real. But, Come on, man. <laughs> gotta be real with it, dog. I mean. No, it's hip hop. You know, there's a lot of shit that's written by a lot of people that sounds, you know, that we don't know, huh? That we don't know. 
that we don't know and it's a part of the culture and even if you get caught bro it, it doesn't matter it's a classic joint like just live in the moment dog like you know and trust me like that's rock him all over that shit bro so I guess I'm not sur- I'm not that surprised because Nas wrote getting jiggy with it in Miami. And what did he say? Did did Will Smith say he wrote those two? Nah, nah. Will Smith. <laughs> Will, Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith admitted that he admits that Nas wrote those. But with this Rock Him one, he was like, I don't know why people think Rock Him wrote it. I mean, I wrote. I don't know. Yeah, but that's crazy. I mean, he. he okay, well, if he didn't write it, then he. Basically, listen to a rockin' verse and he definitely he, bit the style on that one, huh? Yeah, that's 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 super facts, super facts. Bro. So, well, yeah, that was that was the first one, though. That was the first joint, like you know. And then, and then one thing that also inspired me was I don't know if you remember him, but um, well, them it was a uh, one bad creation. Oh yeah, yeah, old school. All right, bro. At the playground, okay. Well, <laughs> kids and hoodies, and they're at the park. But <coughs> yeah, that shit inspired me. I was like, yo, that shit is tight. Like these kids are straight rapping at the park. Like that's what I want to do, dog. You know what I mean? X, I know you're a big Wu Tang fan. All right, what was the first Wu Tang song you heard? Ooh, well, the first one that you heard that you remember, like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm gonna go back to it because I've done this before, like, you know what I mean? Where people ask me that, it is has to be Jizza, Liquid Swords. Woo! First, so like, the first, like, because I was into, you know, the tagging shit with, like, one of the homies, and, and I was like a closet rapper, you know, trying to rap, and, <coughs> and you know, I do little rhymes here and there, but ultimately, I was chilling with that forward, getting hella faded. He's like, yo, you ever heard of Jizz or the I was like, nah, and then he just pressed play, dog, on, and all I heard was, when I was little. shit, bro, and I was just like, I felt like, I felt like that put me onto a, a level of hip hop and structure-wise, like just yeah. album structure, um, wittiness of like the bars, the hooks, the caliper of like the production and just everything put together on that album. Like that opened me up to the underground aspect of hip hop, you know, so, because they, they like I knew the commercial. Like I went to Best Buy music, I went to the warehouse music, I went to fucking a, a blockbuster music, all that shit. And I've, you know, I caught hella albums like that were just hot, like that were on the radio and Da, 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 da. This shit, I had no clue about nothing, dog. I had never heard of this shit. I mean, <laughs> nothing, dog. Like it wasn't out on the radio, no songs. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, so it was it was to me, it was underground. Like, like that's if you ask me what was my introduction to the underground, it's gonna be Jizza, Genius, Liquid Swords from Wu-Tang Dogs. Facts. Like, like that's what exposed me to real skill and witty bars and like that that fucking you know the grungy i was like oh my god bro like that's like whenever i do my music now like that's the feeling i'm trying to capture all the time is just that when fools hear that shit they're like they like fucking squint in their eye like what the fuck is that like that's hard you know what i mean this who's spitting some bars like that's and that's that's pretty much what laid the foundation for me dog was being exposed to 
real raw lyricism, you know what I mean, at, at, at an early age. And I think that's what set the tone for the caliper that I was gonna, I was gonna shoot for, you know what I mean? So you heard Liquid Swords before uh, 36 Chambers, huh? Definitely. Well, see, look, this is the thing. Around that time, Wu-Tang Forever and like a, a lot of shit like that was probably, this is like 90, this is gonna be like 97, dog, like 96, yeah. 97. So like, a, there's a lot of shit like circulating, like, you know, like, like Wu-Tang. I remember hearing <coughs> Wu-Tang Forever and like, it was tight, but to me, it was still more like commercial because you still had, um, you still had, uh, you know what I mean? Triumph was was on MTV. Yeah, like, hell yeah. In your face, like it was there. You know what I mean? But I feel like, like you know, I guess the offshoot of the Wu, which is like the solo albums of, of the of the artists. You know? Yeah, well. hell you know, yeah. You know I mean, so, yeah, the solo albums definitely sounded different from the group, right? Definitely, definitely. And I think it, it drew you into just you know and and. Jesus is gonna be in my top five forever because I, I remember just like hearing the genius and just being like, yo, like this was so <laughs> like wittiest fucking bars I've ever heard in my life at that time from him, dog, you know? Yo, X, let me ask you this. What age were you when you wrote your first rhyme? How old were you attempting to write your first rhyme? Or did freestyling come first? Which one came first? Freestyling or writing it? I would say freestyling. How old were you when free, when freestyling you started to dabble uh, with it? Like we attempt- each other, bro. Like me and my brother and like all the homies, like we would just make up little rhymes, like, you know, just to fuck around with each other. Like how old were you? Oh, oh, oh you're fat. You're gonna take a big shit splat. Like just shit like <laughs> 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 and, and, and just the love for you know for the music and shit like that but like writing my first rap i can definitely say it was in 1998 bro how old were you i was in class i was about i think like 14 or some shit like nice but but how but i actually structured it out and fucking like wrote my shit and like took it to nutrition and like showed the homies like oh that shit's pretty tight like I was like, all right, and I kind of just it's from that. Yeah, if I like, like around that age, and I think, I think if if I went to the homies, dog, and like I spit some shit, and they're like, nah, that's just kind of cheap. I guess I don't think I would have pursued it because that was <laughs> rap full that I ever wrote. You know what I, mean? I went up to my like hella just like you know like just not scared, but just like uh, nervous, you know, like yeah, wondering what these fools are gonna say, and and they were like, yo, that's actually pretty sick. We, you wrote that like yeah like that's just pretty tight food like you have a dope voice i remember yeah. like early a lot of fools would always say yo man like your voice is tight like you don't say too too much crazy bars like that like you know like lyrical crazy shit like that but the way you say your shit is, is what like you know carries you over and shit i'm like that's what's up like you know and um i guess just writing that rap and just having that first initial reaction it kind of gave me that motivation to just keep going i just and i just remember you know getting better like you know i would write and just write and yeah, write dude. And getting better and better good shit homes. Better and better and then like see like and i could be a sponge at times you know what i mean so like i'll try to you know be inspired by either what i'm listening to or this and that so what i do now is i try not to listen to hip-hop 
as much as I can at this point because at the end of the day, I want to come fresh with this shit. Like, I don't want to get inspired by like other shit. Obviously, there are the individuals that you know I'm a fan of because I mean, I'm always going to be a fan first, dog, before I have an artist and shit, dog. You know what I mean? Always going to be a fan, dog. So when you get shit like that, you know what I mean? And, and you know, you start getting notoriety for the raps you write, it just makes you put things in perspective like you know you studied the art form and studied the culture you you know did all the groundwork you uh, applied yourself you know with knowledge and 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 and, <sighs> and mathematics to like ride the beat um you know it, there's a lot of shit that comes along with the end like result that is hitting out of the speakers you know it's, it's like it's like this one saying bro that that i heard like about that food fucking um about that food um what's his name uh the he's an artist like a famous artist bro uh you know michelangelo or one of them fools uh mm-hmm. anyways a lady comes up to him with a you know with a paper she's like oh you're, you know, such and such, the great artist. Can you do a picture for me? He's like, oh, sure, sure. You have a pen, and, and she's like, oh my god, I'm getting. It. So he he does a little doodle for her. Bam, <laughs> bam. She's like, oh my god, like no one's gonna believe me that this is you. Da, da, da. I appreciate you, know, thank you. And she starts to like run off. He's like, hey, hey, hey where you going? Hey, and fucking, she's like, you know what? Yeah, what do you mean? She's like, and he's like, that's gonna cost you like a million dollars. She's like, what the? F-? This little thing, this little. This little sketch you did looked like what do you mean a, a million dollars? She laughed at him. So he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, it's gonna cost you a million dollars. She's like, but it took you two seconds or you know, a minute to do it. It's like, nah, lady, it took me years to do it in those nine. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that whole thing, bro. You know, what I mean, I respect the artists that I fuck with, you know, that are like of a certain caliber and I cash out for the beats, the verses, because I respect people that have grinded to the point to get them in a place where they could provide for their, you know, their families and feed their families. And, and regardless of what kind of lifestyle they live, whether they're rich or whether they're just, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Or even whether you feel you're better than them or, or you feel that you should be in a position of, it's like, you have to respect the time lapse, like, of the work that that individual had to put in to their craft to even be hollered at, to even be paid to do what they do, dog. So if fools can't respect that aspect of this art form, there's no reason for you to be an artist in this art form, dog. Because if you're not willing to pay the next man, but you're willing to get paid, that shit don't make no sense to me, dog. Like, you know what I mean? And 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 um, that's just that's just how it is, dog. Like, you know, years of money years of fucking sacrifice years of time that i've hunched over a fucking chair and just wrote until i got callous on my fucking hand or you know i mean my eyes are hurting because i'm you know looking at my phone for fucking six hours to fucking write you know it just you know they don't see that they just see like oh he's the homie fucking or whatever whatever they see you as like just know that if you have respect you know what i'm saying for the art form the artist and the culture 
you're gonna, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna wanna invest in yourself by investing in others, dog, you know? When it comes to this shit, dog. And once you get around that shit, then, you know what I mean? That's when shit really starts, you know, to take off, bro. At the end of the day. Thanks for sharing, man. That's fucking like yo facts and everything you said, dog. Like, it takes a while for us to achieve longevity, but there's a reason why some certain cats have longevity. You know, mm-hmm. it's nothing but hard work, nothing but hard work, nothing but hard work. You know, good yeah, shit. It's, it's, it's just you know that constant grind, bro. So yo, hey, just applying uh-huh. yourself. So yo, X, would you say like? Would you say you were freestyling first before you wrote rhymes, or you wrote rhyme first then you started freestyling? It was a culmination of the two, but I thought I was always the better writer. You know, like I could freestyle. You know, like yeah, over yeah. years, you know, you kind of just learn how to just adapt and freestyle. But in the beginning, bro, I I couldn't really do that kind of shit. Like I wasn't really the battler. Like. A lot of my homies, you know, those fools are ill-ass battlers. For those fools will be just ripping fools and, and, and the ciphers and shit. And I just never really um, took to that aspect Freestyle. until, yeah, yeah, until until like I sat down and like curated my style. You know what I mean? And, and like, you know, you know, started figuring out the pockets and, and like, you know, what pocket will fit, you know, well with my voice and like breath control. Yeah, you know, breath control, um, you know, pronunciation, how I want to say it, how I want to project that word. Because you can say shit, or you can say shit, you know what I mean? You can say <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's all yeah. about the projection, you know what I mean? Like, how exactly. do you want to project your voice to the, to the speakers? And I, I think capturing that early on, I felt like, well, shit, I mean, if I, if I don't really shine in these aspects, I'm just going to stick my ass in the lab and create songs. I mean, shit, you know, and I guess, you know, by doing that little by little and being around, you know, LA MCs and, you know, all the shows, all the ciphers and all the MCs, like, you just, you know, you just adapt, homie, and fucking, you know, now, you know, I, I can hop on a radio show and, you know, mm-hmm. kick the and fucking spit some shit, you know, it's like, before I, I used to fear the, a lot of that shit because I, I felt like me... You know, personally, I, I felt I wasn't, you know, too sharp in the shed, you know, for that aspect. But um, little by little, bro, I, I think sitting my ass down and curating my style um, helped me with all that other shit, you know, the freestyling and, and all that stuff. But um, yeah, man, I think I think writing, you know, really took a hold of, of more of like the freestyle and, and all that. Because I mean... I freestyled and all that shit, but I felt my freestyle was like, you know, trying to find that pocket. You know, right, what I mean? right, right, right. Ride that motherfucker smooth like butter. You know, that's that's been my whole shit. You know, what I mean, I mean, there's other things that matter to other artists, like how they sound or fucking how ill they. You know, what I mean, like to me, when I go into writing mode, it's like I need to find the pockets, bro. You know. No doubt. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So X. Yeah, yeah. So um, what's happening between the time you you started writing rhymes to to the time that you formed Rhyme Addicts? Like, what's happening in between that time lapse right there? Okay. Um. Well, between that time, I'm living in Van Nuys, which is uh, 
a couple cities away, but it, it's still in the valley, so it's like 20 minutes away or something. But I, I grew up in that part of the valley, which is the South Valley area. You know what I mean? And um, I pretty much was over there, dog. And, and you know, I pretty much had my friends, my set stuff. That's where I started, you know, to rap more. Never really did the ciphers, but like nutrition. I'd write some shit, and it was it was just more like, you know, closet rapper shit, bro. You know what I mean? And then once. Once I moved to over here in the San Fernando area, like the, you know, I started going to San Fernando High. I basically had to switch my high school. I had to basically meet new friends and everything. And my stepbrother, Jerome, pretty much his cousin was already live, uh, was already going to school at the high school that I was going to be going to. And he already had been hyping me up. Like, yeah, you know, my stepbrother, I fool raps. Like, da, da, da. And like this fool, um, you know, he, he had heard that on his time. Well, when I see him, I'm going to have him rap or whatever. So that whole thing kind of led to me heading to school for the first week. And, he, and I see the cousin, he's like, hey, man, I want you to rap at nutrition and all this shit. And I'm like, fuck, dog, I, I only rap for certain foods. You know? <laughs> I rap for everybody. Yeah. And then like this dog, I was, I remember I was nervous as yeah. fuck the whole day because fuck, bro. I was like, fuck, I'm gonna be, and, and this we used to kill it. So ultimately, the cousin ended up fucking being Illward, which is a part of the Rhymax. Yeah. You know I mean? like, like, he, like, he's the one that really, you know, he motivated me to rap, rap. You know what I mean, and and pretty much what's his name? Rapper, that fool Illward from uh, oh. the Rhymatics. Okay, dope, dope. Illward, yeah. So he's a part of my group and shit. But yeah, so with that shit, that really inspired me because I remember I, I I went in there, I spit, you know, some shit. It wasn't the illest, obviously, but I remember afterwards, he was like, "Yo, man, you have an ill ass voice. You want to join my rap crew?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, like fuck yeah, let's do it." So I remember. Like ever since that day, we started, you know, ditching school to rap and fucking. Like, that's all we did was rap, 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 rap. Like that's it, fool. Like just, you know, we would just rap, dog. Like I, you know, nothing fucking mattered but rap. Like even bitches too, dog. Like we were young and you know, like when girls are supposed to be like the most heaviest and you're, you know, you're supposed to be out there chasing girls. Like homie, we was just homies kicking it, rapping, bro. Drinking yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, I mean, you know, we're young kids, you know, we did you know, the parties up and did all that shit too. But I'm telling you, bro, like we didn't do much. Like we weren't fucking bang banging. We weren't doing crazy drugs. We weren't like, we just rapped, bro. And got nice. in fucking truck, dog. Like straight, you know what I mean? Straight hip hop shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, pretty much, bro, like that whole shit, you know what I mean? That, whole time right there um that whole transition with me and Illward we had a group so it was called the originals and so you met you met Illward first I met Illward first because he was my stepbrother's you know family like that's like you know family basically yeah 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 first and then we met I suppose because I suppose went to a different high school so what happened was there was a rap group at I suppose's high school that was like wolf and shit we had heard like oh what like we're better than these fools and we had heard that so we can't win so we set up a battle dog we're like you know what fuck it we're gonna ditch school take the bus up there and hop the school 
at their lunch and call these fools out. So we did just that. Now we ditched our high school, took the public bus to their school. <laughs> while their was going on, we hopped the fence, called out the fucking crew, and then fools didn't even want to do anything, dog. And we already had a recorded track, like so fool that seen the homie Illward at a battle at the basement, 818, which ain't even around no more. Right, right, that, right. Like, like he was already like making his own beats, had a home studio, like was already at game. And he invited us to his crib up in the hills right here, dog. In the valley, he had a sick ass crib, dog, sick ass. And dog, we felt like we made it. We're like young, fool, in high school still like, hell yeah. So fool's fucking, and dog, we made some pretty dope tracks and he, he got them on CD. So we actually went into that battle with a song on CD, dog. This is like in 2000, this is like 2000, bro, 2001. Nice. It's like over 20 years ago, bro. Uh, so, so you guys recorded and then you guys had a song, right? Yeah, we had a song. And, and, and like I said, it, it, we're probably, I don't know where that song, we probably still got it, someone has it, but it wasn't the, I hope I can get my hands on that shit. I got a <laughs> but um, yeah, bro, it was, it was just some shit like that, you know? And then I suppose was actually in the crowd he wasn't even rapping yet. I mean, yeah. he probably was, but he wasn't rapping, you know, he didn't rap then. And like, he seen us go in there and destroy these things. Like, and like, oh, all right, you know what I mean? So then maybe like a year and a half later, two years later, my homeboy, my neighbor that was still in, I like, I, you know, I, I already had dropped out and I was just living my life. Though. I was just living on the streets, homeless, whatever. Just, you know, being a teenager and whatever, wanting to live my life. This fool was in high school still and he knew, I suppose, and I guess, I suppose, was on his shit. He was like, you know, battling and, and you know, he, he had got better. So this fool, fuck, he's like, yo, like, this fool wants to freestyle with you. He wants to meet you and all that shit. Like, I'm like, well, all right, fuck it. Like, another MC, another MC. Like, yeah, let's let's get it. I'll cipher with him. So he brought, I suppose, through right here to the neighborhood. And fucking me and that fool literally spit raps for like two hours straight, dog. Wow. Like back to back freestyle, bop, 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 just like, and I I remember like we built the relationship off of that day because he's like, yo, you're tight, I'm tight, like, what's up, like, you know, what you guys doing? And then like I suppose has always been on his like entrepreneurial shit, so he linked up with a local hot dog spot here in town. It was called Hip Hop Hot Dogs and stuff, and it was run by porn stars, dog. Facts, like, <laughs> porn stars that wanted to create like a side <laughs> business. It was called hip hop hot dogs and stuff. He ended up meeting the dude that owned it. And he was like, yo, is it cool if we do these little hip hop, uh, you know, like, you know, little events? And he's like, yeah. And they were having a grand opening. So he locked in the grand opening with also a freestyle session. And power, like, he happened to get, like, you know, Power World 6 to get over there. Like, it was tight. Like, you know, just for some shit. Like, that shit was hella big. And all these MCs came out, like, started bad like it was lit bro it was like some real like hip-hop historical shit for our side of the you know our side of the town because a lot of fools were there that are still unseen to this day like my homie frank was there who is actually snoop's a and r now and we wow. he's from the rhyme addicts too as well so you know what i mean there's a there's a lot of history dog, and I, it's crazy because now i'm looking back at all this shit bro and i'm just like the time has gone so bad, so fast. Like, I already got my son. This fool's about to be, you know, 13 years old. And Damn. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking crazy how long you can chisel away at something. 
and not ultimately, you know, because honestly, in the beginning, I used to get hella hype about small shit. Oh my God, this food, you know, I met this fool, I took a picture with this guy, or um, I think this song is gonna be the hit song, or I, I, you know, I feel it, this is the one, this is the project. This is the, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, bro, like, all those hype shits are leading up to the moments right now where I'm just like chilling, and I really do not give a fuck about <laughs> that shit, like about what motherfuckers think, or what yeah. this or that, who I take a picture with, like, this shit's real shit organic hip-hop shit that you build as long as you keep working bro and like that's what hip-hop is it's like you hear about you know Busta Rhymes happening to go to school with uh you know fucking Nas and like you know you hear about shit like that like and that shit's true yeah because those motherfuckers worked hard homie to be who they are and then they can easily say yeah I went to high school this fool this fool fucking kept grinding and I kept grinding homie and you happen to just be successful in fucking hip-hop <laughs> Yep. You know? And like you hear stories like that, and like I can see that happening now. Like I got friends in in, in areas that I would have never even dreamt of. Dog. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just blessed and humble, dog. And, and I'm I'm a true testament to just hard work, dog. You know what I mean? And I guess oh, that's yeah, facts. I mean, that's that's the legacy that I'm willing to leave here on on this earth. To my children, you know what I mean? To my children, to all the people that support me, to you know, all my haters, everybody is that one thing they can't say about me is that I did not work and I, I did not I did not go hard for this shit, you know what I mean? And for the culture, you know what I'm saying, and for the city, you know what I mean? No doubt. So yo, what was the official year that Rhyme Addicts got uh got started? And who are all the members, all the official members that that got on that? Um, well, it's me, Illward, and I suppose, and um, you know, basically, but your boy Frank was, or your homie Frank, oh, oh, yeah, Frank. But like, see, this is the thing like, he he was a rapper and a part of the crew and would rap and do all that stuff, but he went to the Musicians Institute and um, he went to engineering school, so he 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 got a fresh internship out of MI to Doggy Snow Records and he worked for Snoop Dogg fucking now he's his fucking A&R another <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's straight facts like if, if that's that's one dude that's always inspired me throughout my life dog and, you know he's a he's a really good brother humble brother he comes from a humble really humble beginnings like you know literally nothing like his fucking you know what I mean his shit is like his lineage and everything is crazy too dog he has a crazy story as well and and yeah. i just feel blessed dog to you know to you know to have individuals like that but you know once he went to school he rapped but that wasn't really the focus it was more on getting the music to sound right what we were rapping over our beats our shit so he brought so much shit to the table he brought that snoop project to the table bro like like so there was a lot of things that he was able to bring to the Rhymatics as a collective. Um, so time out, time out, X. You're working with Snoop. How does it feel? You got how old were you? How old were you at this time? With the uh, Snoop, with the Snoop rat record. This is gonna be about what, like eight or nine years ago, dog. I think. So Snoop hosted your mixtape, right? He hosted it, bro. But check this Woo-hoo! out. 
we, we already had the mixtape, bro, right? Yeah. Check this out. We already had the mixtape ready. Snoop was not going to do nothing. Like, the homie was actually mixing the records at Snoop's studio. Wow. And the- Snoop happened to walk in and hear the shit he was doing. He's like, yo, what the fuck is that? That shit is hard. He's like, oh, you know, this is my group. This is the shit that yes. I've been working on personally. And he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, what's up, man? Like, you know, I, I, I don't know how that happened. Like, if you asked him or if you offered or what. But the next thing you know, I get a text from my boy. He's like, bro, you ain't even gonna fucking believe. <laughs> he's like, bro, check the, you know what I mean? Check the Gmail. I'm check sure the Gmail, yo. Check the Gmail. Check the Gmail. All right, all right. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy, bro. And I was just like, you know, because to hear to hear Snoop actually. Do you hear me? Yo, I can hear you. Okay, now to to hear Snoop actually be like, yo, XP, Maddox, like to hear his voice say your name and in your group, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, whoa, that's just that's just like having Tupac. You know what I mean? Be like, yo, XP. So, <laughs> yo, Axe, <Yeah, it's> <laughs> what's the name of the mixtape and where can people uh, stream that right now? Uh, you can only stream it on Bandcamp, and that's uh, rhyme, rhymeaddicts.bandcamp.com. And, and then the name right there. you can stream it and shit. And I think you can buy it. Too, and what's the name? What's the name? It's uh. Sandpaper Smooth. Wow, and hosted. It's gonna say ho- hosted by Snoop by Snoop Dogg and shit. Hosted, yeah. Hey, yo, man. Like I remember when that shit went down too. I was like, damn. I remember that shit. That um, was a big time, bro. Because, woo, because that was lit. That was lit. At that time too, they had booked us for um, the High Times Festival that was happening here in uh, LA. So fucking, we were able to like open up for the game and Redman and, and we we're all over the billboards and all over the fucking newspaper. It was crazy around that time. Like, oh, what, we got an album? And, and see, in ways, it kind of like messed us up too because, oh, thank you, in, in ways, uh-huh. it, it messed us up because um, we kind of kicked our feet up, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, what, we got Snoop, oh, what, we, oh, we're good, like, shoot. We did it. Like, we're out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hello. That was the case. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, why why do you think you guys made a mistake? Like, because you felt like you guys kicked your feet up? Like, kind of like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, I feel like we just were kind of like, yeah, you know, we're, we're good. And I think around that time, a lot of us, well, like, personally, we were kind of just like, I don't know if it was internal stuff. It definitely didn't have anything to do with like jealousy or nothing like that, or you know, no, no stupid shit like that. It was mainly like a personal, you know, kind of falling out between all of us. You know, like I, I had my son, the homies working for Snoop, hella busy. I suppose is working with Fora, Edward. He's, you know, he's about to have his kid. He's working a job, like you know. So we all kind of just really focused on ourselves you know and I think at that point the Rhymatics was you know pretty much on hiatus you know like like you know we weren't really you know but anything with me it's always gonna be RA bro you know 
it's it's always already like even when I went overseas and all that stuff, you know, I was able to, you know, bring the crew along and shit like that, bro. So I just I just feel you know at that time it just it, it just really was the transitioning of us thinking we were gonna pop and us sleeping on ourselves and it being the demise of, of us you know being a group for almost a few years though almost like almost what like five years dog mm -hmm. you guys you guys were a group for five years now we fell out Hello? now we kind of fell out for five years you know what i mean like oh yeah you know what yeah. i mean like you know kind of working on on uh ourselves and shit like that you know our families and our own careers and our own endeavors and you know but it's always love because like like what the beginning of the year you know um right before the covid shit we were getting together homie and, and we yeah. actually have a whole fucking project you know what i mean so it took a little bit of time you know to you know get back together frank was able to pull through yeah i got a job Oh yeah, we got yeah. and see, but you know, COVID kind of really like you know fucks it up because we had like a whole like you know game plan on the release, yeah. and it kind of just you know it threw a wrench in the gears and shit. So I mean, we still got the project, obviously. Yeah, he gotta drop that uh, like now. We're still working and shit. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I know there'll be a right time and place for it because you know the music is timeless on it for sure. So Dope. it doesn't matter if we drop it this year, next year, the following. Congrats, man! Congratulations. Year. Appreciate that, Reggie. That's that's great, fucking awesome. So, yo, um, X. As, besides the mixtapes, what else? What else did you guys drop as a group? Like, what else are the projects you guys drop as Rhyme Addicts? Besides this one coming out right now. Um, we did our first album in 2006, I believe, which is called Showtime, uh -huh. featuring Crooked Eye and fucking uh, yeah, man. It was our first group album and it's fully produced by state of the art which is a local um you know production team and their brothers and uh they're out of the valley right here and shit you know real good brothers and shit man um but but even them like you know they're not you know doing you know music like that anymore um you know what i mean it's just there's there's like factors to it dog you know like i think a lot of us were really inspired around a time where the music that we were making was not it. You know what I mean? Fools were having popping off a trap and like ABC ass fucking shit. And like, I seen a lot of fools try to like ride every wave and just not hit it. You know what I mean? And now they're just like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. If they're even rapping at all, you know? And I think through it all, I stuck to the, you know, to the raw shit and it just, it came back to it. So it was easy for me to, you know, find my niche right now and just keep killing these motherfuckers because I did this shit for years. It's just the kind of music wasn't on, I guess. I, I don't know what it was, but I guess the kind of music I make is timeless in itself too. So whether they hear it today or 10 years from now and, and the shit's hot or not, it's still good music, you know what I mean? No doubt. Hell yeah, man. So the first time you went out to Europe, was it with the crew or you went out there solo? Because I know you went like two, three times, right? Like when yeah. you when you first went overseas, was it with the Rhymatics? No, I went by myself. Oh, um, dope. So you went solo. Yeah, because Big Twin, um, he was supposed to row with me, bro, overseas. And we had like a few shows, you know, booked with me and Twin. 
but some shit had ended up happening with uh, you know passport and shit like at the last minute for him. So I was, he was like, yo, but you know, you can still go handle that shit. So I fucking, I packed my bags and put some shit together as far as, you know, my merch and having a little bit of sponsors. And I just, it was me, homie. I went there by myself, met random people and trusted them in my life and all that shit. And it was the most amazing experience of my life. That's fucking sick. How many shows did you rock out there? Um, Hello? I did about six shows wow and check this out though bro how was the love how was the love the love was amazing but this one particular show check this shit out this is how (laughs) i knew i was on the right path bro i was able to open up for jizza in zurich when he did the whole liquid swords album wow facts and that's and, and i brought the homie figment out with me too so and and he's a woo head too that's how we first connected so he was my hype man bro it was the most illest shit facts bro it was it was like wow crazy bro and and you know europe is a crazy place for hip-hop i mean i, I wish i can head out there right now you know but because of covid and all this shit because all these records that i dropped this year for sure i'm trying to just get out of here as soon as i can to fucking you know do some shows and some it's some shit, bro. Hey, man, when you accomplish milestones like that, it's like a natural high from your body or your, your spirit, huh? It's like, wow. Oh, for sure. Like, when you, you achieve know, your dreams and see the bucket list, check it off, you know? Because even when I think about it now, you know, like, like even when I'm getting down on myself or, like, fuck, like, where it gets slow or just whatever the case, bro, you know, you're not fully... Uh, 100 when you're an artist, bro. Like there is that little bit of uh, insecurity and oh yeah, of, uh, shit like that. You know when you're offering up your art and shit like that. So even with that kind of stability, you know what I mean. At times, you know you, you you have to dig deep and and actually pull those memories out so you can get that feeling again you know, every time I think about that feeling bro it just it makes me realize that I'm on the right path bro like I've achieved some crazy shit in my time hell yeah from Snoop in my short to, time you know what I mean from Snoop to Europe Jizza fuck yeah it's like you're you're meeting your heroes you know yeah you know you're you're seeing your bro. heroes and um so yo like around what year did you really say acts like you know, from like if if rhyme addicts was like you know starting to fade out. At what year did you really start pursuing your solo career? Like, all right, I'm gonna go solo, and just you know that's what it is right now. You know, uh, I don't think it was really a choice. I think it, I think just how um, the times were and what everybody this was what happened. On. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess it led me to focus on what I had to do. You know what I mean for myself? Because I mean I've always been about the group. You know what I mean? I've, I've always had the group mentality. One, you know what I mean? All for one, one for all. Like, I put my neck out, you know what I'm saying, for the, the group and everything. But sometimes you feel like the reciprocation isn't um, what it would be if, um, you know what I mean? If 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 it was just you, you know what I mean? You Like, if, if you were to put all that time and energy into yourself, what could you do? You know what I mean? And I kind of did that 
You know what I mean? I, I guess it was already shit that I was doing for the group and, and, and you know what I mean? I kind of just basically applied it to myself. You know what I mean? It just, you know, I started working on, you know, my logo and, and you know, my presentation, and, you know, um, just full on investment into self. You know what I mean? Whether it be mental, spiritual, you know, financial, um, I did some, you know, soul searching and, and just a lot of shit, went through a lot of shit, you know, ended up, you know, going to jail and just, just crazy shit, like in life that really humbled me. And this is after I went overseas, you know what I mean? Like I went to jail after I was, I was fucking free as a eagle on the planet, you know, they locked me in a cage and dog, like that shit will always have a piece of my soul in there, dog, no matter what, you know what I mean? No matter, you know what I mean? Like, jail's no place for any man that doesn't commit no crazy-ass crime. If you ain't out here killing, stealing, um, you know, doing some crazy foul shit, bro, you don't deserve to be in jail. If you're slanging trees and doing shit like that just to feed your family and just, you know, just to sustain yourself and not live a crazy fucking luxurious lifestyle and be all this, no, if you're just living to sustain, you don't need to be in there, bro. And I, you know what I mean? And I feel with all that, like all those energies and all that shit that I was going through in my life, that led me to just really, you know, focus on myself because there was times where that's all I had was myself. I couldn't call my homies the fucking, hey, dog, I'm in jail. Like, you know, I couldn't call my homies when, you know, the CPS is in my, you know, my in my business and, you know, they threatened to take my son away because of, you know, the lifestyle I live, like, like, I don't, you know what I mean? So with all this shit personally happening in my life, music was my only outlet has always been my only outlet. And, and, you know what I mean? I, I could, I mean, I used to use drugs and fucking do shit like that to help me with issues and stuff. But that's way back, you know, like I don't even, you know, drink alcohol like that anymore because I, I know that, you know, what it does to my body and what it does to my mind and shit after the fact. So it's just, yeah. you start to like learn yourself, learn what you want and go hard for what you want. And 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 little by little, you tell yourself, if I'm on my shit, I should be able to meet everybody else that's on their shit at, at wherever I need to be. You know what I mean? You, sh- you should be right there if, 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 you're on, if you're on your shit too. You know what I mean? So. No doubt. I just, you know, and, and. I always told my brothers, though, you know, I suppose, and, and, and Ilward and Frank, I'm like, bro, we may have our differences, whatever, our own lives, but that shit's already all day until the day I fucking die, homie. That's just it. Because it's just like the mafia, homie. You, you, you know, you, you're either in, and when you're out, you're out. You know what I mean? There, there's no coming back from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't wait for the project, man. That's going to be dope. That's going to be... Because um, I saw, you know, I saw this documentary. I saw this YouTube documentary that you guys did about how, um, you know, you guys were recording. And is this the same project? Is this that same project? Yeah. yeah. That's the recent project. Yeah, but we have a whole, like, you know, documentary like that lined up. There's way more episodes than just, I think there's, what, two or three on there. But um, we have, like, like, a whole layout, dog, for this whole project, but... Unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, the COVID shit really, you know, fucked it up. But I, but it's there, and when we're ready to get back on it, and things are a little bit more 
turn to the tide in, in you know our favor, then I'm sure you know we'll get back in there. But you know they know where I'm at. I'm always here. I'm always working, and that's it. You know what I mean? How was it recording that album? Was it sporadic? Was it like a continuous? Was it like bits and pieces throughout the months? Like how was that? No, like? it was. It was. It was surprisingly a schedule-based recording. Um, yeah. It was uh, basically I was here. I had just um, completed Continuas Parade, and um, I was just kind of just chilling, bro. I had these beats in the folder. I was like. Let me hit this fool's up. So I hit, because this is the thing. We've always had an Instagram message thread. So no matter what, like we're sending memes or we're fucking chopping it up. <laughs> so we've always had this open line of communication no matter what. So I would like, you know what I mean? So I just hit him up on there. Like, yo, what you fool's doing today? Nothing. What are you doing today? Chilling. Come through, dog. I'm chilling right now. I got beads. So yeah, they pulled up. I was surprised. They pulled up. We marinated for about, I want to say like 20 minutes, played a beat. Then the next hour, we had three verses lined up. All right, laid it up, laid the track, boom, 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 recorded it here in my spot. We had one whole track, like in, within a couple hours, dog, of see it, not seeing these fools in fucking years, dog. Sick. You know what I mean? And being in the same, you know, vicinity and like recording with these fools in like almost, you know, six years or something like that, seven years. Oh, so. so it was, it was, you know, what I mean, but uh, it, it's, it's, you know, I think, I think from that moment on, it set the, you know, the whole momentum for the project. Because, like I said, after that, we're like, yo, so when we getting together again? Oh, all right, Tuesdays and Thursdays, all right, every week until we, all right, let's get it. So now, dog, we literally have a project with like fifteen joints. Uh-huh. It took us like two months. It took us like about two months, and then January, February. And then that's when, like, March hit, and then that's when COVID fucking hit. Damn, shit. All right. You know what I'm saying? So the whole month of January and February, we were locked in, bro. Like, facts. Like, and then and we were able to, and, and I suppose, oh, thank you, honey, on the side was was actually um, doing the documentary and all that shit, too. So he was just kind of adding to what we were doing. So we have a, a crazy layout for this project. We just yeah. got to get lined up. And, Yo, man. And just, you know? Yo, X, y'all, y'all got to battery because I, I saw a couple episodes and that that's just dope that that's that's needed that's needed for the for the album guy that's a good oh, promo oh. for the album man facts yeah, so yeah, let yeah. me let me ask you this x i know that you've done work with big twin terminology the prodigal son i did a show with you in san diego uh prodigal son uh rock yeah, yeah. i know that um like you, you did some, you did some uh, work with some heavy hitters, dog. Uh, and I was watching your interview, right? I was watching one of your interviews, and uh, I thought this is really cool because, uh, like, I'm glad that, like, how do I say this? I'm glad that you understand it, you know? Like, 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 like X gets it, you know? Um, you were like, sometimes I drop projects, and I, I wasn't thinking about like the PR or or marketing or algorithms and like it will just kind of fall by the wayside but it's not supposed to be like that like you were like i started putting in much more thought with my with my pr marketing videos because ladies and gents like i'm gonna tell you guys something about x right now like like i've been peeping your videos right like like i remember the one that you did with j-row right you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um and then 
flash forward to now just seeing your videos like the one with the white denzel or just like mm. like you're like with the like you got like the, the visuals like the cameras are like in the in the sky now like like i yeah. i forgot what you, what you call that camera but um what do you call the that drone. camera the drone it's like you're doing some drone shit um i'm peeping uh let me see like i go i i really like to get paid and keep firing video like those concepts are crazy and i think it's dope that i suppose did that shit like he he directed yeah, it, it you know what i'm saying i mean i mean he he did a few of them he did a few of them but but one dude that i locked in with who like really believed in me dog for, for, for years and, and has put his time and effort and talents towards what I'm doing is the homie Zen Hao. So like he 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 really fucking he does a majority of those videos. He's the one that did the one with the white benzo. He did the Rock Marciano one. Um he does basically 80%. I suppose did about two or three of my videos. I like to get paid and keep firing. Yeah, get yeah. Paid and keep firing. That's the shit. Yeah, yeah. See I think uh, let me see get paid. Yeah those are the ones that he did the get, yeah, get paid to keep firing. Like it yeah. said, it, it said it was directed by I suppose. I was like, that's pretty awesome. Like, like he's doing the behind the scenes work for you right now, you know? Yeah, facts. Yep. Because like at the end of the day, it's still crew, right? Like it's still a rhyme attic production. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's awesome, bro. Like, uh, so wait, wait, how did you meet Big Twin? He happened to be in LA randomly and I suppose had booked a show in like Glendale I believe or Burbank yeah at this at this hole in the wall sports bar grill we were gonna do a show there wow he just randomly well he had booked like a a Wu-Tang member that was like like from the Killer Bees or something and they brought Twin to the show too right and I remember being at this little hole in the wall, maybe like 10 people at the show. We go up to perform and the CD that the homie burned did not work. And <laughs> USB, I don't even think USB was even prevalent like that at that time. Anyways, they just played instrumentals. So we basically just rapped Rock. over instrumentals. Yeah. yeah. Like afterwards, Twin sent one of his friends up to us to like you like yo man like your shit's tight like twin wants to rock with you and we're like what oh, all right cool like you know man. And, and i was kind of like whatever and i remember i got his number and at that time i was working in nine to five and on my lunch break i basically like you know me hit this floor up so i hit him up he's like yo i'm chilling like what are you doing right now i'm like i'm at work bro i was, I was like what are you doing like I'm kicking it what's up let's work like let me know when you're free i'm like i'll be free right now dog <laughs> bro, I was at work on my lunch break, so I went. Back. I told my boss, "I'm like, hey, I have an emergency. I have to, I have to leave, you know." Like, she's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's done. And I, dog, I, I did, um, I did warehouse shit, fucking fucking inventory, like, like shit like that, like warehouse shit. You know what I mean? And, and I fucking was like, I was like, I'm out. So we swooped him up from Alchemist's crib. Brought him to our studio. We recorded like two or three songs that day, and from that day, we just—he's—he's—he's he's, he's been a big aspect to what I've done, you know, with the whole hip hop shit. Like he seen 
the shit in us early on before anybody did. You know what I mean? Like before any West Coast that like act that we opened up for, like we like we opened up for so many people and know a lot of people. Like he was the one that really was like, yo, like I believe in these fools. Like I fuck with these fools. Like where I'm at. That's dope. Um, like your work with terminology, what was that connection like? Like, you know, how did that begin? How did you? Uh, I know you got you got a video with Term, yo. Uh, that shit was dope. Like, how was that like meeting Term and just working with him? Well, that connection, um, I have a good homeboy of mine that that actually grew up with Term. Like, they're like homeboys, homeboys. And like, my dude is is is. A real good dude, and, and you know he's always believed in my in you know my hip hop shit, and he would always tell Term and send Term you know my videos like check this out, check this out, and Term never checked it out, which is cool, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's hella rappers out here, dog, like you know what I mean, and and there's hella rappers that that homeboys are like, oh, dog, I'll make a rap, and if you know Term's already established, bro, like you know for him to even peep some shit out, you know, but Term's a real humble, good fucking humble brother dog so tight tight I, mean, I, I could picture him doing something like that but unfortunately he didn't check my shit out but fast forward I'm working on the rock project and my brother goes hey bro I could get a turn feature for you you know what I mean I was like oh word alright hit him up like see what's good so he he locked me in like on some homie price shit whatever I didn't have the song or the beat yet, anything. And I was going to be in Boston. So we kind of like lined up the studio session, you know, for Boston. Like, I'm, I'm going to be in Boston, terms in Boston. Like, and he was locked in. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So basically, I'm in in Boston and I don't have the beats yet. So I hit up Rock. I'm like, yo, Rock, you know, can you show me some beats? Like, blah, blah, blah. like, yeah. So he shot me some shit. And. I go into the lab and he, and keep in mind Term chose the beat maybe like an hour before we even hopped in the lab, you know? So I didn't even know what beat it was, dog, until I got in the lab because he didn't tell me like what he chose to. So I get there and then he, I hear the beat. I'm like, okay, cool. So I start jotting my shit down and little by little, dog, I just fucking, you know what I mean? I, I was, you know, I was, I, yeah, I completed it in like 20 minutes or something like that. Like it was fast. Anyway, Rock Marciano produced it. So Rock yes, Marciano made, made the beat for the terminology. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so and you re and you recorded the shit in Boston. In Boston, bro. Yeah. That's sick. Like hour, like like in a, like like in about a like an hour and a half, two hours or something. Because we had booked like two hours, so we literally we got there and we got busy. So we had a cool hour to just kick it and politic after the song. We we got to work fast. So. I spit my verse it's a term and he was like oh shit like that shit's hard like you know and the first thing he tells me is like yo i like to rap with people that know how to rap because i guess you know obviously he never heard me rap dog so he's in the studio i'm paying him for a feature he's like ah oh, here we go i gotta rap with another fucking that's paying me whatever like probably not on my level never heard this shit and like i went in there and i fucking i did my thing bro and he told me himself he's like yo like you sound like like you've been in this shit. Like, you know, you've been doing this. I'm like, bro, I've been rapping for a long time, but I just never had that, you know, had that notoriety. But anyways, laid my verse down. He lays his verse down. And then we also had 
time to go back and back, dog. Like, you know, like back to back. Like, I did a four, he did a four, I did it, and four, he did a four. Hey. So we also did that whole, like, rhyme scheme shit in between an hour and something. So organically, he's seen the work ethic and how I work and how fast I work, how seasoned I was. So afterwards, like, I, like after the whole shit, we chopped it up for like an hour, dog. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, shit is hard, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna be whatever. He started fucking with me from that day. So the day after, dog, he he hits up the homie that's his homie, which I was at his pad out there in Boston. He's like, yo, what you guys got? You know what I mean? What you guys got popping and da da da? Like, oh, you know, we chilling and shit. You know, like, and um, you know, it was just organically happened, bro. Like. You know the relationship with him, and now like that's my bro. You know what I mean? I can literally, you know, say that like that's that's my homie. Like if I'm ever in NY or he's in, you know, out here, or whatever. That's that's my dude. Facts. And I grew up listening to that fool, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. And that's like the, that's so, the shit. So yo, well, okay. Um, how did you meet, or how did you start working with a uh, prodigal son? Because I remember, um. I did a show with you with Diamond Lugie. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, um, so I met like I, I I met up with you in San Diego and we rocked that show. And like, how did you start working with him? How did that happen? Um, I met P through the homie Benny. The homie Benny B original. Um, I did a whole project with Benny, which is uh, um at Godspeed, which is right. uh, you know he pretty pretty much had. The production, he did the mixing, the mastering, and stuff like that. But anyways, he was already working with P, and P, I guess that happened to be over there, and, and you know, heard some stuff. And, and I remember opening up for P when we were the Rymatics. We opened up for him at um, fuck is that place called? in Pasadena. Um, damn. It's, it's, I forgot what it's called. Anyways, there's this spot that's yeah, like yeah. everybody performed there in Pasadena. We opened up for him there, and he kind of like remembered me from that show. Dog. I was very surprised, dog. I was like, oh wow, this fool's like, you know, because a lot of artists ain't even in tune that much. Like, oh, who I'm performing, who's the opener? Like, but I guess, you know, we must have did our thing that night. And he remembered me because when I seen him there at Benny's, um, he was just humble and just cool, dog. He's like, yeah, man, like, nah, nah, you know what I mean? I remember y'all, dog, y'all fools over there. I was like, oh, where you remember that? He's like, hell yeah. I was like, that's sick, bro. Like, you know, so we kind of hit it off, dog. And at that time, I was, um, you know, facilitating a project for Twin, like, when it came to the cannabis industry. So I was doing an account with him, and he kind of had seen I was like, let's do some shit for you. So we did some roll-ups for... Uh, for P Sun and that show in particular, bro. Um, that show in particular, I was only there as the merchandise guy. <laughs> I wasn't even there as the rapper. I was there to help sell the the, the merchandise for <laughs> P Sun. You know what I mean? And 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 help with our collab and and you know get my business cracking. Like I, I mean, I didn't even perform at that one. I don't think. I think it was a. Uh, did I perform in that one? I think you did, dude. Like you were yeah, rocking maybe a, for a bit. maybe like a song. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe. I don't know. I forgot. You, yeah, you rock. It was uh, it was a Queen Bee's 
Yeah, you did. I remember. I was there chilling. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, yeah, bro. But you said another show, another belt. But yeah, man, that that's pretty much how I met. Like, a lot of people was just, you know, having the trees, bro, you know? And, and, and then I rap, you know? And it's like, oh, shit. It's like, bro, before I even did this, I, I've been rapping, dog. Like, I've been rapping for fucking ages, homie. You know what I mean? And let me ask you something. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Sorry, my bad, G. I didn't get tough. Um, I was just saying, um, I know that as the years go by, you learn more about marketing and PR, right? And promo and shooting the visuals, right? You know, because I, I, I was peeping your interview and like you're, you're getting better at it too, bro. It's, it's really looking dope. Uh, let me ask you this. You got a lot of, uh, you, go, you got some dope albums under the catalog. What project do you think you really gave it a real good push. Like, what was the first roll, a good rollout? Like, when did you start knowing the rollout? You know, like, what um, album was that, I'm gonna, you think? I'm gonna have to go with Nomads, which is the one I dropped last year. So I'm, I'm, oh. I'm pretty new to this shit. Yeah, I'm pretty new to this shit, bro. Like, like, like in the past, like, I used, you know, the barter system a lot, you know? People I've, oh. I've known, I've, I've done, like, radio runs where, um, you know, I've hit up like break beats and rhymes and certain certain shit like that but to actually invest in pr like you know yeah. hundreds of dollars yeah, yeah 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 i've never done that besides the nomads project and i've i fully funded that whole shit you know what i mean when it came to pretty much everything pretty much you know shots to ice rocks dope oh dope facts shit. facts yeah shots bro. To ice shots rocks. to ice but like you know, financially, like you know, that was all me, bro. You know, and, um, I and that's like, what an indie artist being about. That's what an indie artist is. And and exactly. honestly, I felt when I striked with the album, when I when I when I fucking you know released it, I I, I was up against a lot of shit because you gotta figure out, oh, you gotta upload it to the site and get it locked in before you drop. Like, bro, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Like like. I paid for PR that had shit lined up for certain dates and shit like that. And like, since the album did not drop on that date, it fucked up the whole campaign, basically. Right, right. You know? Right, right, right. You would never know right. that. You would never know that unless unless I said something. But that campaign could have probably been twice as fucking, twice as large, bro. Right. So you started learning the rollout, the yeah, marketing, rollout. the real promo. The album first, make sure that it's locked in with the site, and they, they gave you a date. Like, like I didn't, dog. Like, and and I, I didn't have anybody holding my hand. So with little shit like that, like I kind of got you know frustrated at, at you know certain shit. Like I'm like, like you know, like even Ice. I'm like, yo, Ice, haven't even told me this, but it's like it's not up to Ice to fucking hold my hand through it and tell me, dog. You know. He, He's expecting yeah. me to fucking be on my shit. So it's like, fuck, you know what I mean? So you live and learn, dog, you know, trial and error and-, and No doubt. Nice and shit like that. So, so I mean, in terms of actually, you know, like, like the full on rollout definitely had to be Nomads. And then, and then nice. a little bit after that, gaining the connections and the, and the blogs and the people that are starting to fuck with you, you don't really have to go as hard as into dumping money into certain aspects that you would have to do early on to like gain those 
relationships, you know. You, you got to spend money to make money, pretty much. That's, no that's doubt. It, dog, you know? So, yo, man, let's talk about this album. Keep firing, continua asparare. Yo, man, how did you link to Big Rock Marciano? Because, like, like, I remember I'd be, like, seeing your post, like, oh, shit, like, he's doing shows with Rock Marciano and SD, like, like, how did you guys link up, and how's that like working on this EP with him? Wow, man, um, I linked with Rock through Twin. Mm-hmm. Um, he had just moved out to LA, and, you know what I mean, just been trying to get used to, you know, the town and shit, and, and he invited me over for some business, and I was over there for some business and shit. Keep in mind, this time I already had Nomads pretty much already complete, and, and there was just one track where I just heard rock on it. You know what I mean? There was no way that I, that I could not release that song without rock on it. So I kind of left it up to Ice Rocks because Ice Rocks knew him already. And Ice was kind of like, oh yeah, like I'll, I'll holler at his manager and, and I'll lock in like that. So, so that kind of went down and I kind of left it up to him, but I just happened to get invited to Rock's house for business though. You know what I'm saying? Because Twin took me to a show and um, I was able to lock in with him right there and shit. You know what I mean? And uh, Nice. He invited me over. We chopped it up about the business aspect and then he asked me, he's like, yo, what you got, you know, what you got going on? I'm like, I actually have this this album with um, Ice Rock. And I'm like, oh, all right, Ice Rock. And, um, uh, you know, basically, bro, I just fucking, I shot my shot. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. Actually, I was like, I'm going to have this whole album, bro, and I actually have this track where I hear you want it, bro. Um, how much you charge, you know what I'm saying, for the verse? You know what I mean? He's like, this so much. Okay, cool. Luckily, I went there prepared. I went there with money, dog, to fucking cash him out for whatever he wanted. Which, which, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously to a certain point, but I went there with enough cash to be like, yo, whatever, you know what I mean? You ask, I'm going to pay the man, you know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt, good shit. Um, I locked it in, and then he's like, you have the song? I was like, yeah, so I played him the song, and uh, bro, he was like, yo, man, there's a lot of people that, you know, say they like me on shit, but um, I don't hear myself on it, you know what I mean? But this shit I do, he's like, you made my job easy for me. And that's that's like stuck in my head because he's like, you made my shit easy for you know what I mean. So I was like, when a, when an artist of you know that kind of caliber feels comfortable to be like, yo, like, that, like this is my lane. Like this is exactly what I'm on. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you hit the nail on on the head. You know what I mean? So Ooh, fire that too. That was it. That was it, bro. And, and that's how that went. And then we shot the you know, and we had the show in San Diego. We shot the video the day of the show. I got an Airbnb and we shot the video for that song. And then at that show, I basically shot my shot, you know, for the EP. I'm like, what's up with some beats? He's like, he's like, shoot through. You know what I mean? So he showed me some beats and stuff and, and cashed out for some beats. And, and I, you know what I mean? And, and you know, I basically funded everything too. You know what I mean? So good shit, just, dog. It's investing in, in myself because. I basically believe in myself, bro. That's 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 all it is, and to have people like, you know, rock, you know, rocking with me like that, it's 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 a blessing, bro. Because you know, that was one of my top five. You know what I mean? All day. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, so, yo, man, like, let's talk about the XP Salamander OG. How did you get your own strand? Like, how did that come about? 
Well, I mean, I, I've been working um, in like, you know, grow spots, watering, you know, deleafing and, and helping other people for years, dog, you know? Um, yeah. And like, uh, I guess with the knowledge and all that stuff, um, one of my friends who got like, you know, fully licensed on some shit, he go, man, um, let's do something, man. And, and I, I kind of already had these ideas of what I wanted to do. And like, you know, the salamander was like a joke, inside joke between like me and the homies and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I kind of just, you know, based it off of a joke and it kind of fucking. <laughs> yeah. You know? So now it's just, you know, facilitating. Um, and honestly, it's, it never really was, was my own strain. It's just, you know, a, a San Fernando OG. But the thing is, is that it gets spiritually blessed. And that whole aspect is what I was trying to bring to the game was like spiritually blessed you know what I mean nice and, and I think I think that was 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 the whole like identity thing because uh, you know we it's it's a it's a lifestyle brand at, at this point you know what I mean we got merchandise shirts and shit like that and, and you know we you know we do sponsors for you know uh all that shit we do raffles for events all kinds of shit dog you know what I mean congrats bro um I there's a key word that you said you said spiritually blessed can you expand on that um yeah it's just um having having like a spiritual healer come into the facility with like energy stones and, and nice a harvest blessing just to Bless good shit, dog. Before it, you know what I mean? Before it gets chopped and shit like that. So it, it's all good vibes all the way around, you know? Good shit. Awesome. I love it, man. Um, yo, let's talk about the film you shot in the Philippines. Dude, how was that? How was that experience? Well, and what's the name of the what's the name of the movie? Well, basically I have a whole project that is due to release next year with my man Zen Hao. And it's called Orasan, which is, you know, time in, uh, right? You're from, yeah. You're from the Philippines. Yeah. So Orasan, that was the name of the video. And basically we went out there with the idea of shooting like a Kung Fu kind of like, you know, like a video, which ended yeah. up being full on movie production. You wow, know, it's it's a music video slash movie, dog. You know what I mean, like hired actors, hired extras, um, hired location, wardrobe, the whole uh -huh. night, dude. And um, basically, that project is like I said, it's due to release um, next year, early maybe like early next year. But um, it's pretty much complete, dog. Like like. My homie Zen Hao has been to the Philippines over like 25 times, has a following out there, has helped with uh, hurricane relief and shit like that out there. So he's like, you know, he can head out there and he, he's kind of known out there, dog, like they show him love, you know? And he knows a videographer out there that's freaking awesome, dog. He's, he's, he's a Filipino dude that, that is fucking crazy with the lens and editing. So this fool yeah. does actual, like he does actual like CGI shit and fucking graphics and shit. So like, yeah, it's it's a full on movie. Like we got 
you know, it's it's you know, there's like a fight scene. There's like fucking there's hell and shit on it. It's it's it's, it's fight. but that whole thing was a video for the project, which is Orasan, and that's coming out. Let's make sure my man's in out. Orasan, nice, yes, nice, sir. nice. Yes, where where in the where in the Philippines did you, did you land? Where where in the Philippines was the video at? Um, we were in Manila. Nice. I think um. Makati, they call it, or what is it? <laughs> you got it, you got it, Makati, you got it. Yep. Yeah, homie, we're right there, and um, we were right over the bridge to like almost, you know, like hella slums, but we were in the slums, dog, like with with with, with the homies, dog, like straight up. And uh, I'm gonna shout them out. They call them Sunny Boys. Nice, nice. The Sony boys, and, and I guess that's just their hood right there, bro. But uh, yeah, bro, we were able to link with them, shoot some videos in their hood. Um, I was able to help a kid out there that was a boxer, bro. You know, hell of inspired by him and stuff, and, and you know, seen what, what he was up against. And bro, I, I went to the mall and you know, I bought that from some gloves and some fucking training pads and some you know, boxing attire and shoes and shit, so he could really train, bro. What's his name? His name's Clarence. Clarence Rama. What up, Clarence? Yo, keep 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 shining. Keep keep firing at him. Yo, keep firing at Facts. him, yo. Facts, bro. Facts. And, and dog, that's that's my homie to this day. Like, and and you know, I and see another thing that COVID messed up was I was actually gonna help him out with training over there at an actual gym. I was gonna pay for him to go to the gym, and he, he had the prices and everything. And then COVID hit, dog, and, and now you know the gyms are down and all that shit. So. It's, I don't know, man. It's 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 kind of fucked up, man. You know where, he, so, where he's at, but so X. Eat. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So, go ahead, so X, you're trying to get into boxing management in, in the Philippines? Uh man, dude. I mean, I, I just seen a young kid dog with with a twinkle in his eye, and he was fucking badass, dude. Like he was like I, I seen something in him that I saw in myself as a kid with music. You know, he had that same twinkle, like he was gonna go so hard until he became something. And I believe that, you know what I mean? He's still yeah. training to this day, you know what I mean? Wow. I would love to see that happen, yo. I would love to see that happen, man. Yo, if you, if you sponsor this kid, I stand right behind y'all. Fuck yeah, bro. And, and you know what? I stand right behind you. If you believe, if you with him, I'm down. I believe that fool's going to help his family, dog, out of the, you know, out of the area that he's, that he's at, bro. I believe that in my heart, that he's going to work so hard to become something that... He, he he will be the savior. He will be the yeah. He will be the turnaround in in, in that cycle for sure, bro. Yeah, that's a good heart. That's a good hearted move from you, man. Good job, like like helping him out and like giving him the gasoline to keep going because that oh, means a lot. It means a lot yeah. to a kid. Ax, you feel me? You, my Hell G. Yeah, bro. Hell yeah. And then uh, and then uh, seeing uh, seeing that hood where they come from, dog. It was it was you know it was humbling, dog. It's a humbling experience, you know. Thanks. Man, thanks. Thanks for like helping out my thanks for helping out my peoples out there. Yeah, bro. Fuck yeah, they're my people too, homie. I, you know, I don't see no type of color lines in it. You know, the Philippines is a beautiful place. The Filipinos are dog, they're, you know, hella fucking you know what I mean, hella cool dog. And you know, I be walking yeah. around there like you know what I mean like Where's all my fathers at, homie? Like, what's up, uh, You know what I mean? Like, straight up. <laughs> what's up, Pop? Word up. 
<laughs> what up? What up? Yeah, you know what's up. You know what's up, dog. Hell yeah, fool. So that, much I love my love. Filipino people, dog. Straight up. Much love, man. Much love to you too, dog. Um, so let's talk about the the sincere leader. And, and first of all, bro, like I'm I'm seeing like the production, like the production that you're choosing lately. I noticed that, like, bro, like it's good. Like, like you've been harmonizing more, yes, and sir. some of some of the beats like have become in like 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 I'm used to you spitting over like the dark, grimy boom bap. Like, like that's what you do. But like, I would say with the um, the Sister Leader album, I would say even the with the Big Miho shit, Godspeed. I would hear bits and pieces of like more soul, like more, more soul, more different sounds, a little bit more slower, you know, like a little bit more melodic, a little bit more instruments going on with the production, yo. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel, I, I feel, I feel like I've always been chained. a R and B yeah. kid, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, like a R and B kid because of the era I come from. Like R and B was R and B, you know what I mean? It had like John B. Um, SWC and shit like that, you know, like real R&B acts, and, and I feel like that's missing from music nowadays because fools want to rap and, and sing and shit, which is cool because I'm doing that too. But I'm doing it in a way where it's still like on some, you know, like like, like a grimy aspect, like you know, Nate Dog aspect almost, you know, where fools are fucking, you know, just on some grimy shit, but they're singing. You know what I mean? Harmonizing. That album cover, by the way, Sister Leader, part two. Oh, that album cover is really dope, man. That's just that's just ill. Yeah, yeah. Um, the big big Miho shit only album. Um, what, what do you? What's your, your top two joints on that? Um, big Miho, big Miho shit. You know what, dog? That that album right there was just a culmination of tracks that that were just loose, you know what I mean? I had recorded and they're just kind of like just in my, in my shit. So, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't really say, you know, I have, I have a favorite and to tell you the truth, I can't really remember what songs are even on that motherfucker. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking so busy doing <laughs> that. Like, I mean, if you're like, yo, like it's between this song and that song, but honestly, I, I can't really say, bro, bro, like, I, I, wish, I wish I, wish I knew, but fuck. All of them. All good. <laughs> <laughs> How about um, uh, sincere leader part two? What's like? What What are some of the standout joints do you think represents um, XP? I think sincere um, leader. Sincere leader. I think. Um, I think Casa Malca would would yeah. be really. Um, I feel is is That's the a projection. Dope you know what I mean? That that. I, I want to give that smooth and also the pictorial view verbally. Yeah. Surroundings and shit like that, you know? Life I'm, I'm living and shit like that. How did you like working at, on your album at Godspeed? Is it like, uh, what are the memories that come to mind working on that album? Dog, that album, I was working at the thrift shop. I was doing community service. Um, I was uh, about a year and a half out, I believe, from doing, you know, doing that little bit of time or whatever. And I feel 
that whole time I was kind of just transitioning into the man I was going to become now because I was very optimistic towards life at that time. I was um, working out my body and reading books and doing a humble job by sweeping and mopping, working at a rescue mission with the homeless and, and very, very humbling times right there. I was earning a paycheck every, I think it was what, every week for, I think like a hundred bucks or some shit. Yeah. To week or some shit like that. And um, I miss those times, to, to be honest. I do because there was a lot of self-knowledge that I was gaining. And um, it was a lot easier, you know. I, I didn't have a lot of the burdens that I do now, you know, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur and, and, you know, I mean, you, you, you can get complacent in a lifestyle like that and miss shit like that, you know, because it was so easy, you know, it's, it was kind of just working a job, you know, my lady would cook and, and you know, we, you know, spend afternoons together, eat lunch and, and, you know, she'd have to go to work and then I'd have to, you know, I'd have to go, to, it just, there was those, you know, those weekends off, like having weekends off, that was yeah. cool, you know? um, but a- around that time, the Godspeed album, I feel my transition was already happening, you know, around that time. Yeah. Let me ask you this, dog. How has that transition been like to fatherhood? How has fatherhood changed you? How do you, how do you raise a son in this crazy ass world? What, what's, what are the things that this cat, that this young fella must know about this world X, you know, like how are you navigating him through this dog? Wow, man, I guess um, just trying to be the best example of chase your dreams and follow your passions to lead you to where you want to be. I guess that's the best example that I'm trying to set for him while I'm doing this, you know, being an artist, because obviously you have to take the time to do the interviews, to do the, you know, to just, you know, be the artist, but you also have to find time to be, you know, a dad too and I'm I'm always trying to find that balance because it's a constant thing with this entrepreneurship dog you have to constantly you know feed this motherfucker dog like, hey, you, know I mean? you gotta constantly feed this motherfucker like, sorry you know, I didn't mean to laugh yo nah it's cool bro it's like you know and, and it, it, it fucking keeps you away from from all that shit dog most of the time you know and and I, so I guess the biggest sacrifice that I'm making is also showing him in a sense that this is what it takes, you know, to chase your dreams. And, and you know, you're gonna have to make those sacrifices. You're gonna have to you know, make those investments. You're gonna have to take that time to put it into yourself and into your craft. And, I mean, you know, if, if you work a job for another person, come home and put some hours into what you want to do. And what you feel is gonna carry you home at the end of the day. Um, yo, man, does he want to get into the music business? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He, I mean, he used to beatbox and shit like that when he was a youngster, like a young young kid. But I mean, I don't know if he, he wants to become an actor. So, oh, nice. We'll see how that one goes. That's dope, bro. Um, what are like? I know you gotta go. You gotta get going soon. Like. 
what are some of the favorite states and cities you rock in the U.S.? Like, I know you've done some shows in NY. Like, what are some of the favorite places like that you rocked out here? Um, I would say like, I miss, I miss shows where there was like you know, maybe like 20 people there, and like sound systems fucking dope as fuck, and like you're just killing that shit, and everybody's just like on your side, like yeah, fucking lit and fucking with you. Like, I guess a lot of those shows ain't really around no more. Like, like we did shows at establishments that are no longer even around them right certain certain places that just you know they just didn't go time with us right so a lot of those shows man that that i can't really put into like oh well this one this one you know what i mean but like a lot of the shows early like in our earlier years where the energy was fresh and and the and 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 being hype on the you know like how learning how to like rap in the mic and, and learning yourself you know like your limits you know your like physical limits on how hype you could get before you get winded like learning all that shit bro i think it was like the defining shit yeah you know because oh, oh, now dog uh-huh. like, I, I gotta prepare like like a, a few days before i, walk, I gotta get my breath right i gotta like, do a little bit of work like you know because when you're young, homie, you have that. You can just hop on stage and fucking jump. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, you can drink a couple fucking you know, energy drinks before you hop on that little fucking uh, So, yo, X, like, I know you've, you've been traveling. I know you're, 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 you're known to travel. Like, what are your favorite places or states or, or, like where are like what are some of the states you've rocked in the U.S.? Um, U.S. Um, Arizona, obviously, up and down California, New York, New Jersey. Oh. Um, how was New York? How was NY and Jersey for you? Love New York. New York was love, bro. Like that was that was that love. was an experience. That 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 was also another checklist. Like being a you know being a a fan of hip hop, and you know, you hear, you know, all the stories about hip hop legends on the stoops and in the projects, and like you being able to see that shit and you being over there because of hip hop. Like that has always been an inspiration too, because uh, that was one of my dreams, dog, to, to go to NY and do hip hop. Now I got nothing but hip hop. You know what I mean? Like how the homies out there that are doing this shit. You know what I mean? So, what year did you rock NY? Uh, that was a couple years ago, like maybe I want to say two and a half years ago now, almost three years ago now. When I first, nice. uh, when I first made my debut out there, you know. How was Jersey? Jersey's cool too, man. You know what I mean? They all got their, you know, certain certain uh, you know flavors and shit, bro. But for the most part, it's it's all love, dog. If you if you go out there and you kick that shit, you ain't gotta worry about nothing, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? They fuck with nice. you, especially because. You know what I mean? And then they're like, oh, what? You're from, you're from Cali. here, like, from LA. I'm from Cali. Oh, that's what's up. Like, and they really fuck with you, you know? Hell yeah. Um, yay, dog. It's been a crazy ass year, X. It's been a, nice. it's been a, it's been a very humbling year. Um, 
what are the what are what are some of the things you've learned about yourself as a father as a hustler as an entrepreneur as an artist what have you learned about yourself this year in particular like how you know how have you adapted to all this well i learned first hand that if you believe in yourself no matter through a pandemic through any kind of situation you're more than likely going to get through it but you got to believe in yourself I mean, even at that time it may seem hella far-fetched or whatever um you just you know you got to believe and have that faith that it'll it'll change and if you make the steps to change it could be small it could be big it could be you know, a leap or it could be a fucking step you know just make sure that that shit is uh you know well thought out and to the point where it's going to lead you in the right direction you know? so if, if you know entrepreneur like entrepreneurs or whether you work for somebody and you're fortunate to have your job i feel you should feel very blessed because there's a lot of individuals that lost their homes and you know lost their lives during this time i mean fuck dude like i mean dude that should happen so quick you know and i'm sure a lot of people's lives you know were devastated over this shit bro Oh, man, you know, I guess you just really gotta be be uh, present, you know, because we can be worried about the past and worried about the future, but we gotta be more present. And I'm I'm still learning that shit too, bro. So I, I'm preaching that shit to myself, and I, I say that shit to everybody out here. You know what I mean? Is is living the present, be thankful, and just be cool. Just be fucking cool. You know what I mean? Just don't. You know, project any of your fears or none of that shit on anybody else and fucking you know if you need help let people know you need help be cool um you know there's there's a lot of mental issues happening right now because of this COVID shit too and, and you know just you know find something you love to do and keep at it you know and eventually you'll see the fruits of that and, and little little do you know all that worry was for nothing you know so, Amen. Yeah, man, you know, just just try to stay focused on the light at the end of the tunnel, man. That's basically it, man. Keep moving. Um, here forever. No doubt, man. Yo, uh, I'm gonna give you a questionnaire. All right, before we go, Rock Kim or Daddy Kane? Daddy Kane. Woo! All right, LL Cool J or Cool G Rap? Oh, Fuji rap all day, folks. Alright. Uh dilated or visionaries? Dilated. Woo! That's right. That's right. Alright, uh Bob Deep or the dog pound? E. E, alright. <laughs> e, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh. You, know, you know how you know how you said Jizza? You know how you said Jizza changed yeah, your life? Yeah, yeah. Bro, it was like it was it was it was corrupt for me. You know what I'm saying? See, that's what I'm saying. Like corrupt. It was it was it was corrupt for me that changed my I, life. I, I got to go with Doc Pound. Yeah. Only because, only because I come from what those fools were spitting. You know what I mean? Like when I heard my people, I was a little bit later on in my life and, and you know what I mean, like uh it 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 didn't apply to my life at that time, you know what I mean? Is what I'm trying to say so that's that's like a personal connection with that shit. Fuck, that was a hard one, dog. Uh, Primo, <laughs> Primo, or Pete Rock. 
Primo for sure. Woo! Idea Max or Busta? I'm gonna have to go with DMX, even though oh, yeah, Busta's catalog is, is is crazier. But like DMX has those joints, dog, that are like almost like Tupac joints to me. You know what I mean? I, they have that kind of feeling and energy. Tribe or De La Soul? I'm gonna have to go with Tribe. Woo! All right, Rad Man or Method Man? I gotta go with my man Meth. All right, uh, Eminem or Eminem or Rad Man? Um, I I'm I'm gonna have to go with M only because um that's my generation's uh how would you say like you know what I mean it's it's like it's like having uh you know like like an underground staple of like you know fucking coming from nothing you know like if 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 there was any MC story out there that was told like a lot of ours is maybe not similar but kind of similar it would be M's because he comes from shit he fucking does it you know what I mean he comes from drug abuse mental illness like hell of shit so like you know I, I take all that in, into consideration when listening to M is that like he has a similar shit to mine you know he's like a single father fucking doing this and doing that and then you know he ends up reaching hip hop success and shit like that so I can relate more to that you know what I mean alright DJ Quick or MC8 I can go quick on that shit <laughs> <laughs> alright Mac uh, Tanner Dub C Dub C Dub C oh shit alright um J Rock or Kendrick? Um, shit. I like. I gotta go with a little bit of the hood, like a little bit more hoodie shit. So I, I gotta go with J Rock. You know what I mean? Ooh, all right. Schoolboy or Kendrick? I gotta go. Uh, I like school. I like school. Okay. All right. Last one. Or right. Conway or Benny the Butcher? I like Benny. Oh, all right, yo, yo, yo. Besides Jizza, top three in Wu Tang. Besides Jizza, that made the best albums. All right, who made the best albums in Wu Tang? Method Man. All right, word. Inspected Deck. Wow. And then I'm about to go. You said besides Jizza? Yeah. I'm about to go with Ray. Wow. Not even go. Like, how about Ghostface? Well, see. Well, see. No, no. You know what? I'm going to replace GFK with uh, Inspector Deckard on that one. Only because I personally like Uncontrolled Substance from, uh, you know, I mean, that's like a personal favorite. But Ghost has more of a catalog that I I could fuck with in like more wide range tracks that I like. You know what I mean? So, I got to go with Ghost. Alright, le- level two difficulty. Level two terminology or Rock Marciano? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, shit. I'm just, okay. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I gotta go with with my man Rock on on, on that one because he inspired a lot of what's happening right now. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, you know, they're both legends in their own right. And I feel Rock really turned 
the tide on where where we're at right now with like the Griselda and you know Griseldas and, and shit like that. You know, he's he set the tone for that shit. Prodigal son or Big Twin on the bars? Uh, I gotta go with Prodigal. Nice, go nice, Prodigal. nice. I hope this questionnaire don't get you in trouble. We're just having fun. Nah, 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 for sure. Nah. Everybody's my fan, man. Like, you know, and that's just that's just my that's just me telling my own, you know, personal shit. But yeah, you yeah. Know, like all these fools are straight legends. P Sun, Twin, Rock, and fucking Turn. Like they they've all accomplished so much and they're still accomplishing it's just it's inspirational like a motherfucker to even say that. You know, these fools are what up x that's my bad bro oh good man yo x so um ladies and gents we got cut but yo uh if if there was two projects that you would recommend for all our peoples out there because i know you got a godspeed big miho shit the Sincere Leader album, the Nomads album, you got the Continuo Asparare with uh, Rock Marciano. What's the, what are the projects you would recommend for our peoples to listen? Like top two. Um, I would say Nomads. Nice. And Sincere Leader Part Two. And why those projects? Only, only because I, I feel they captured a XP that was. Um, Basically, in the in the time where I kind of feel I'm making the transition into who I'm gonna be, you know, for the rest of my life. So nice. Yeah, so I feel with with those two, they'll get enough of, of what I'm trying to say and what kind of points I'm trying to prove with the scrap shit. You know, the no the Nomads album and which one again? Uh, Sincere Leader Part Two. With the, with your mom's in the cover, right? Yeah, that shit is so hard, dude. So, yo, X, man, it's been a pleasure having you, bro. Thanks for taking the time. It's been a pleasure chopping with you, dog. Um, for all those out there, man, please get get his projects, cop that dope shit, really dope production, dope bars. Axbethemarksman.com. And how can people follow you on IG? Um, you can pretty much. Check me out on all social media platforms at XP the Marksman. And that's uh, XP T H E M A R X M A N. And that's on all platforms. Nice, nice. And what are the music videos you would like to plug in right now? Man. Um, I know you got you got a lot. Yeah, There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, uh, just man. What are uh, what are the hottest? Um, check out the open doors featuring Rock Marciano. Off of the Nomads project and check out that uh, terminology too. There's one with terminology. Yeah, check out that uh, Who Shot Ghost featuring terminology and check out that um, Have Nots. The Have Nots. Nice. Project. Check that one out. You know what I mean? And, and just do yeah, do check. some research, man. Do some history. I got I got mad shit. Check out Get Paid and Keep Firing too. Five years and shit. You know, over twelve years. You know. Y'all check out Get Paid and Keep Firing. Really dope concept. I love that concept, man. Yo, X, good looking out. Um, I'm going to hit you back. I'm going to hit you back right now, all right? All right Ladies bro. and gents, MD Podcast. Peace, peace. Yo, peace.
Bueno.